0: and I know how Mm -hmm. confident and um, self-assured and um, also like you know very uh, she has passions and she's convicted and I mean she's a world changer she has that energy in her Mm -hmm. so tell me like you know one mom to another like what do you feel if you look back and you're like huh you know it's easy for us to say oh that's what I did wrong but tell me what you did right yeah what would you what would you impart in that
1: Good call. That's a big question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a loaded question. Yeah.
2: Well, we are gifted. Do you know why we're gifted tonight? Because mm-hmm. we have Carolyn mm-hmm. with us. We have our
1: first guest. That's right, our first
2: guest, Carolyn Lewis. Carolyn Lewis, <laughs>
1: thanks for coming. Yeah, appreciate it so much. Thank you for having me, ladies.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. we um, we were trying to figure out what we wanted to actually chat about this evening, and the inspiration is these two beautiful women, other than myself, sit here with. Uh, With the inspiration around around parenting, right? Mm. So around some of the struggles and the issues and the things going on with uh, developing and raising children. And so we are going to throw that on the table and see where that goes. I know, Alana, you, your children are 13? 12.
0: Twelve oh, and going, going on 13? Yeah, 12 and 9. No, 12 and 9. <laughs> and then going on 16 or whatever. Is. Right.
2: Yeah, definitely a tween. <laughs> Your girls, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, two beautiful girls. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Carolyn's Haley is 19. Mm-hmm. 19 going on 30. Right. <laughs> <laughs> <I> always going <laughs> right. to be older than they are, right? Yes. <laughs> so true. So true. So, so
0: true.
2: <laughs> and I have 14 nieces, nephews, actually, and a grandnephew. Weird, right? Great nephew, great nephew, great nephew. Yeah, yeah. Weird. I'm not a great aunt. I know. Weird, right? I know. Exactly. The great, I mean. Yeah. Oh the no, yeah, brand. that's what I mean. I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm the fun aunt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's true. I'm the favorite one. No, <laughs> right, guys? You, you, you guys get are to all be popular. Right? Yeah. We're not going to be popular, that's are right. we? No. <laughs> we sometimes have to be bad cop, right? Yeah so let's chat about that. I mean earlier in the evening, we were talking about about some of the challenges and some of the things that are going on with in fact Carolyn, you brought up some topics on um, helping children to to not be so depressed, not be so anxious, not be so
0: uh... well, and even beyond that too, like mm. parent strategies, right like yeah. obviously we all want our children, you know, first of all, we want the best for our kids, but, you know, we want them to be resilient, um, compassionate, loving, happy mm-hmm. uh, humans in their life, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's that, you know, we, we're all doing our best, but, you know, we're also a product of our upbringing and we're a product of our mm-hmm. generational mm-hmm. circumstances. So, you know, I think that's part of what we're talking about diving into a little bit, because, you know, I I think that when we look at depression Mm -hmm. and anxiety that we are definitely seeing more in kids, that's not just a circumstantial situation. It's not just, oh, because, you know, we've had some pretty hard times with COVID and it's certainly accentuating and Mm -hmm. it's making things more difficult. Um, But I also think it's the product of kind of where we are as parents, which, I have to admit that I think we're privileged right now because never in history have we, at least from my understanding of Mm -hmm. history, have we been able to access so much information to be able to actually have conversations about, man, I don't know if I'm doing this right.
2: Yeah. True. Right. Like it's accepted now. (laughs) And
0: it wouldn't even be part of the conversation. Not only would they even acknowledge it, but it would probably be looked down upon Mm -hmm. if you said, you know, if my grandmother would have said, yeah, I don't know if I'm being a very good parent,
1: mm-hmm. you know,
0: they'd be like, what? Like, that's not even, there There were no um, conversations to be had around that. There would be no support for it. And you would probably looked at that you had some psychological disorder if mm-hmm. you were to talk about it. Mm-hmm. So I feel blessed that we have the privilege to actually dive into these things. But I also think that, you know, we're probably overlooking the fact that you know, we just take for granted, well, I'm doing okay. My kids are okay. You know, they're resilient, but you know, we have to break the cycle. Mm. True.
1: True. That is true. And I think that in a postmodern culture, uh, parents are, are challenged a lot more, um, in their parenting. It's, it's a really difficult, um, when you're competing with social media, you're competing mm, with so mm-hmm. many other voices that didn't yeah. exist before. So very you've true. got you know, your kid two, three hours on social media a day or whatever, and they're getting bombarded by yeah. information that isn't congruent with your family morals mm-hmm. or with um, what you want to input and instill into your children. And I've seen many um, parents with teens now who... They, they they are just struggling Saying, what did I do wrong? Um, I don't understand where their thinking is coming mm-hmm. from. And this postmodern concept of, you know, I'll just do what I want. There's a bit of a rebellious mentality, mm-hmm. which is very challenging for parents right. um, just to be super independent where... You know, in family units, we are created to be interdependent. So, mm-hmm. you know, there is a level of accountability that sh- that still should be, especially at a young age. Um, you know, and parents are also being told, oh, they'll be okay. Just let them do what they're going to do. And I did that. Maybe they did that at their age. And um, I've had friends who've expressed that sort of um, ideology to me. And I see them still parenting young adults because- yeah, mm-hmm. They didn't instill the base foundation. Yes, yeah. and you have to instill that. It's mm-hmm. so important when their brain waves are putting down, when they're learning concepts, mm-hmm. that they get grounded and they're rooted. Pliable. Grounding mm-hmm. is so important. And it takes love, security, trust, open mm-hmm. conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, as a parent, I find intuition has been huge. There's been times where, you know, I've just looked at my daughter and said, give me your phone yeah (laughs) I just know you know something's up or so listen to yourself listen be in tune with your kids your kids desire your affection they desire your love your attention and they even desire your discipline
2: yeah your structure your discipline Mm -hmm. is really really significant so important we're not meant
0: to be their friends yeah
2: when they're children right
0: that's for adulthood yeah yeah Right, that that they're actually looking for us for boundaries yes. because yes. that's yeah. how they first learn, mm. you know, self discipline. Yes, and and how to navigate the world and what's okay for me and what's not okay for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and if there's no boundaries, then you don't know how to regulate. Yeah, and they don't feel safe.
1: Exactly. Mm-hmm. They don't then feel they're floundering. Right, mm-hmm. and you know when we show uh, too much grace or too much. Um, uh, autonomy, you know, freedom. yeah, mm-hmm. lack of, so too, too early. Mm-hmm. Um, it really creates instability and the child is, mm-hmm. it's almost like floundering. Where do I go? How do I approach this? What a, I mm-hmm. feel like I'm just lost, mm-hmm. right? And undisciplined. And, and then when they get older, they have, you know, other challenges. And then, you know, there's parents on the other side, super controlling. I'm going to tell mm-hmm. you what to do, how to right. do it and, right. and, um, everything else. And then they lack the ability to make decisions and to Mm -hmm. be independent and to be, you know, and, um, you know, something I I really recognize um, in the younger generation that I wanted to address was um, entitlement and um, sort of a sense of a lack of emotional boundary where, um, the world needs to change in order for me to feel good about myself. Mm -hmm. And so I don't think that, um, that is a proper way to think. I think that we're setting up our, the next generation for a lot of difficulty and a lot of, uh, depression and a lot of, um, where you're at the
0: whim of the world.
1: Yeah. rather than
0: being empowered and in control
1: mm-hmm. of
0: yourself. Yes, Not yes. of the world,
1: but of yourself. And, and finding, you know, your source of empowerment within yourself, um, you know, your relationship with God, whatever that is, and and just being um, uh, decisive and knowing who you are rather than letting the world determine mm-hmm. who you will be, mm-hmm. what you will be, how you will be treated. We need to teach kids... Um, children and, you know, my 19 year old, I, I was just smiling the other day because she came to me and said, mom, I, I need to teach men and teach people how to teach me, how to, I mean, how to treat me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. you teach them how you want to be treated mm-hmm. and you do that by how you hold yourself, your confidence, mm-hmm. your, the way you speak, you right. know, and, um, your boundaries and mm-hmm, your, your, mm-hmm. Own, your
2: own self discipline, self accountability. And I think that's actually where a lot of people, I mean, not a lot, I'm, I can't generalize. I mean, I, I, I know a lot of people are doing great mm-hmm. with, uh, in helping to develop the kids in, mm-hmm. in healthy ways. But I think the ones that are lacking are the ones that aren't being held accountable. They're not actually being held, they're not being lovingly reprimanded. For the things that or or even just uh, disciplined, I guess is a better word you know, and not from a militant you know what you know um, what would you call it like dictatorship dictatorship, mm-hmm. yeah, dictatorship mm-hmm. right, authoritarian, yeah, but you know governing, helping them to govern helping to govern the environment and then teaching them to govern Mm
0: themselves
2: is where the boundaries come in.
0: Well, here's the interesting thing. So, I mean, these are all things and qualities that we want to see in adults, right? You know, that, you know, be the adult that you want your children to become Um, in the sense of what we're talking about, the qualities of being, you know, how do we you know have autonomy for ourselves how do we you know be accountable be self-responsible feel empowered you know create our own happiness all of those things be interdependent in our relations not codependent Hmm. and the interesting thing is i feel like and maybe this is my perspective but there's a lot of like conversation and books around like young young children like babies like how do we you know integrate their health and you know you know do you nurse and how long do you nurse and do you co-sleep and what's the best way to get them to sleep and there's so much conversation around that but then I feel like once they kind of get a little bit like children get a little bit more of that independence there isn't as much dialogue or support for parents Mm. or conversation where it's like, you know, I think it's really open when it, and you have a new parent and you're like, how do I do this? Like, you, just, like there's a vulnerability in it. But once you've been a parent for a while and your kids are a bit older, there isn't as much conversation. Yeah, true. Right? Mm. And it's like there's an expectation, well, you're just going to figure yeah, it no. out. Mm-hmm. You yeah, really know, know, at this point, yeah. you, you've got, you know, food, clothing, shelter. They're okay. But I think the whole, you know, part of this conversation is just... Mm-hmm. You know, my dad's um, an administrator. He's retired now, but he was a principal for many years. And he told me he's always told me that, mm-hmm. you know, the foundation of of a child is really established in the first six years of life. Yeah. You know who they are. You know their their morals. Their you know how do they interact with others or confidence. Not to say that those things can't be developed on. And I you know I get you know if you have an adopted child or something that you know had some difficult experiences. You know, it's not to say that those kids can't come through and thrive, but a lot of that foundation is, is implemented that time. And it's interesting, like you had said, like, you know, parents, we get to the point where it's like, we can't stop parenting, even when they're like, you know, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, you know, that it's, there is a transition that happens there because we have to be able to let them find themselves and your role as a parent changes. And that's mm-hmm. a struggle because they're like, but they're faltering and they're failing and they're screwing up. And and there's an element where it's like you have to trust the foundation yeah. Yeah. that you instilled mm-hmm. in them. yeah, um, And that, that's why it's so important that we have those conversations around, well, what does that even mean? Like, what does that look like? How do we create these these humans that even though all kids and we can all, you know, every one of us, if we're honest with ourselves, you know, we went through stuff when we were, you know, teenagers no, and pregnant. young adults because no. we had to. Like, it was to our every- way to find ourselves, right? You're not allowed and to some one. of us probably <laughs> 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 went through that track harder than others. But, <laughs> um, But what I'm saying is that I think it's important to have the conversations and maybe even, like, some strategies around, like, how do we support our kids in this season, in this time where, you know, they are... A product of what's going on in the culture and things have the mm. the, the game has changed in mm-hmm. a parent's world. You know, it used to be just the influence of you know <clears> your <throat> close friends, your family. You know, maybe the teacher in their life. It wasn't the whole world. Mm-hmm. Right? The odd movie,
1: right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right on a Friday night. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Now it's, it's Snapchat, and when they're nineteen, right. it could be Tinder. And oh, <laughs> 19 no, There's are a you whole host of so, uh, yeah. things that we're battling against, and oh, for sure, yeah. <clears throat> It is so true. Um,
2: I, uh, you know, I mean, and we we will get into these topics eventually and late, later, you know, even in with the adults and stuff when it comes to sexuality and and sex and exposure at a very young age mm. to mm-hmm. you know that is absolutely inappropriate mm-hmm. inappropriate from a developmental perspective. Mm-hmm. And messing up a whole bunch of humans mm-hmm. yeah messing up a whole bunch of humans I mean you can only do so much as a parent and then you know then you're I mean man there's a whole bunch of adults ripping around that are messed up because of the influence of of the information and the exposure to hmm. to slippery slopes and stuff in, the, in, the, yeah. in our days right so
1: and I think especially having daughters um, mm-hmm. it's so important to educate them and not only educate them but yeah um, Be in tune with their life, be in tune with them, Mm -hmm. because there are a lot of predators out there, Mm -hmm. especially when girls are 15, 16, even, Mm -hmm. you know, um, I remember seeing this undercover cop, she was Filipino, she looked super young, and she posed as a 15 year old, and, you know, just as an experiment to see how many hits she would get from from mm-hmm. older men and guys. Online. Yeah. Okay. And so I was astonished. Um, she said, you know, within 24 hours, it was just appalling. Um, so I think, uh, you know, realizing um, the dangers of social media, tracking, you know, being able to keep on top of that with your mm-hmm. kids, mm-hmm. Um, even as independent as they want to be, they're still naive. And yeah. Yeah. They, they, don't they just church. don't Industrial. understand. Yeah. yeah. And so... <laughs> um, yeah, protecting them from, you know, I remember my daughter in grade eight, Mm -hmm. there were a couple of boys in her class, you know, and they were throwing porn around and Mm. talking dirty and Mm -hmm. she's barely 13. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, how do you get these jokes that you shouldn't, (laughs) that should be going over your head all of a sudden yeah, and laughing or this or that. And so, I realized very quickly, you know, I took that cue and Mm -hmm. asked her a ton of questions and had to deal with some situations and uh, turned out the teacher in that year in her class uh, ended up going to jail because he had a relationship with a student and she had come to me Mm -hmm. and said, mom, there's some inappropriate behavior. You know, he's rubbing my friend's thigh and, you know, doing all. And, and so I, you know, I kept my eye, my ears open continually. Mm -hmm. And, um, Mm -hmm. although we didn't have proof, I removed her out of that situation, and within a few years, he was mm-hmm. uh, in jail. And I, I kind of wasn't surprised. Yeah. But it's you know in this postmodern culture, um, it's important to be very in tune with your children. Um, yeah, but but still mm-hmm. giving them the confidence and and teaching so them to that's my listen to themselves for you
0: because. Um, obviously I got girls coming through and into that phase, into the teenage years. Mm. And like I said, so much of that foundation is laid, you know, much earlier, which again, mm. I can only, you know, pray and hope that I was as conscious as I could be in those years, um, to lay that foundation. But my question to you is, cause I've met your daughter and I know how mm-hmm. confident and, um, self-assured and, um also like you know very uh she has passions and she's convicted and I mean she's a world changer she has that energy in her Mm -hmm. so tell me like you know one mom to another like what do you feel if you look back and you're like huh you know it's easy for us to say oh that's what I did wrong but tell me what you did right yeah what would you what would you impart in that
1: good call that's a big question (laughs) (laughs) that's a loaded question yeah um you know, inspiring children in their passions and talents and tapping into that at a very young d- age and, um, you know, believing in them. Mm-hmm. And uh, its it, I, th- I think we underestimate the uh, value of vision. Mm-hmm. And even in young people, we mm-hmm. think, oh, they're too young to instill vision, to instill... Um, ideals or Mm -hmm. goals or, and so I constantly put in front of her goals without that pressure, Mm -hmm. you know, where some parents, it's like, Mm
2: -hmm. you know, the
1: kids feels like, oh my gosh, I've got to live up to this certain. And if I don't, then I'm, you know, not accepted Mm -hmm. or I'm less, but it's instilling the vision with, allowing mistakes, allowing mm-hmm. them to be human, allowing them to be who they're created to be mm-hmm. and teaching them to be in tune with themselves. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've even taught my ta- my daughter, if I'm saying something out of a line with you or with uh, your intuition or what you really need to, to do, let me mm-hmm. know because that would be my mistake. Mm-hmm. Um, so teaching uh, kids to listen to themselves because mm-hmm. I think this culture... Um, they want to tell kids what they is right for them. They want to right yeah. Yeah. They override with yeah. social media, with mm-hmm. programming, um, and tell people from a young age what they're supposed to be and mm-hmm. what they're not supposed to be.
0: What their goal should be versus yeah. what
1: and they really want to do. Yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. so, um, uh, allowing them to be that and to, um, inspire them even spiritually mm-hmm. mentally emotionally mm-hmm. and then just let them bloom mm-hmm. and know that your children are going to go through obstacles persecution mm, bullying, mm-hmm. and then walk with them through that so they're victorious so my daughter had two instances one in grade two one in grade nine where she was bullied fairly significantly mm-hmm. and um this one individual was telling her to go and drink bleach and kill herself every day. I mean, it was just really, really Mm -hmm. nasty and negative and teaching them, hey, you know, this isn't about you. This is about them. Mm -hmm. You know, they obviously want to do that to themselves. Mm -hmm. Otherwise they wouldn't be telling you this, but the story turned into, um, and she was at a brand new school. So it was challenging. Kids didn't know who she was. Mm -hmm. They were questioning her. Mm -hmm. I said, let your light shine, just Mm -hmm. be you and Mm -hmm. walk through this. Um, give him the grace, but yet, you know, we Have need to boundaries. put a, mm-hmm. yeah, we need to, to put a protection around mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Yeah. And she, I allowed her to try to solve that issue on her own. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I stepped in when I realized, Hey, this has gone too, too far mm-hmm. and you, uh, you know, we all need covering at certain points or help yeah. and, and mm-hmm. so realizing, letting kids realize when, Hey, I actually need backup now. I actually need help mm-hmm. because and that that's okay. We all yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and that's acceptable. Um, even as an adult. Um, sometimes we just need that covering, that backup. And so the story changed from, you know, I'm Mm -hmm. being bullied to, I got a kid suspended.
0: (laughs) Do you know, like we are
1: victims we are, you know, we dealt with a situation and we came out on top Mm and, and And that's that's interesting
0: because it is hard to see your children suffer, Mm -hmm. right? It's hard to see them go through struggle, though, you know, it's necessary. There's Mm -hmm. an element of their characters being developed in that moment. And, but having discernment of like, what do I, you know, how, you know, what's okay and what's not okay, mm. essentially, because they don't always have that. They're, they're going to push through. Like we say, kids are resilient and they are resilient, but I also think that they put up and they, because they don't want to be a burden and they tend to, you know, take a lot on, but then, you know, we have to be that buffer to say, actually, this is too much for yeah, you yeah. because they don't have the wisdom to understand mm-hmm, that. Yeah. Um, I know Mila, <laughs> similar. She's had, you know some issues with bullying and she was I think it was she was in grade four at the time and it just so happened that, you know, there's two classes in her grade that all of her friends ended up being in the other class and um the the parents a lot of the parents in the beginning kind of said, Oh you know can we tr- can we move our child over so they cuz they didn't want to be the odd one out and I didn't do it and I said you know what I feel like you know god put you in this class for a reason and we're going to trust it and she struggled and it was mm-hmm. really hard to watch because I knew that she was lonely and she was sad and she didn't feel like she had friends and you know it's hard and she's coming home and she's crying and she's upset about it but at the end of the year going through that whole experience she developed so much. Yeah. Like she grew yeah. in a level of confidence. Yeah. She became a lot more self-assured. Um, she excelled. Like her teacher really like saw the, the development that she went through in that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like in the end, although it was a hard year for her, it was a foundational year for yeah her. for sure Absolutely. so it's hard like as a parent mm-hmm. we we tend to want to go in and rescue yeah. and we want to just oh, I just want them to feel okay I want them to be happy but that's not always serving them
1: no very true no. very true yeah and to add to that to that story it was funny because by the end of that year my daughter was the most popular mm-hmm. in her class yeah. and you know she had boys following around everywhere she's like right. I'm sick of this <laughs> you know I <like laughs> just yes. you know but just yeah. um yeah, allowing them to be confident and own themselves and not...
2: I have a question uh, for both of you. Yeah. Have you ever been bullied?
0: Yes. Okay, yes. let's hear about it. Want to hear it? Yeah, I was uh, actually, ironically, it was about the same age okay. as my daughter. Okay. We've done some body talk sessions on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I had a, a friend who one minute was your friend and one minute wasn't, mm. right? And so depending on the day, which that's very... Um, You know, it's a lot of torture as a young person, and you don't know what you're getting each day, right? I mean, I know people... You know, there are kids that face that in their world, but, mm-hmm. you know, that's part of the the bullying and the unpredictability of one minute. And that's what keeps you connected, right? One minute they're loving and they're kind. You're like, oh, we're, we're you know, best friends. And then next minute they hate you and they're gossiping about you and they're, you know, they're mean for no reason. They won't
2: talk to you. Well, you um, grew up in a small town, right? So it was like, right. you had 30 people in your class for exactly. five years or something like that? Right. Yeah. Same people all the yeah, time. Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, okay. And same thing, I would say I definitely, I I grew through that experience, mm-hmm. right? Um, and came to a place of, like, I didn't, you know, it, it gave me a sense of independence mm-hmm. where I wasn't requiring somebody to feel fulfilled, mm-hmm. right? But it was hard, mm-hmm. and, you know, when you're young, and you remember those things, yeah. right? Like, obviously, if they weren't significant, you wouldn't remember them. But what I feel like it created for me is that when I became... Um, like when I was in, in a teenager and I got older, mm-hmm. um, you know, I grew up in a small town where my dad was actually the principal of my high school. <laughs> oh yeah, I know. Ooh. Um, really bothered my brother. <laughs> um, and he definitely got, uh, I would say bullied and teased and, mm-hmm. um, you know, everybody's like, oh, you don't ever know, you, you know, you wouldn't guess what your, your dad did. And oh, like, mm-hmm. it was like, we were yeah. supposed to take it personally. And because of my experiences when I was younger, I, never responded to it. And I, mm-hmm. and I wasn't bullied when I was older because I gained a, a level of like not taking it personally, right? Yeah. Not, not engaging, not involved. And cause that's what a bully wants is they want a response out of mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I became the person that, you know, a lot of people could be friends with. And, mm. and, um, so I never felt that as much when I was mm-hmm. older, but I feel like it was because I had
1: to go through a level of perseverance. Right. Mm-hmm.
2: What about you, Carolyn? Mm. Actually,
1: I, wow, what a question. <laughs> this is actually, mm-hmm. uh, hitting me is more real than I, than I anticipated at the end of the day, because <laughs> as I think back, I remember being bullied more than not being bullied. Okay. So, um, wow. you know, in some ways it turned into trauma. I remember a guy in grade five coming home from a field trip and he just had it out for me so bad and he hated my other brother. They had a, mm. you know, a thing going on and he was two years older and he came over with a pillow and, you know, punched me down in the middle of the schoolyard and, you know, put the pillow over my face to smother me. Mm. And I, wow. you know, was almost at the point of not breathing and, you know, I was gasping for air and I guess the teacher had, you know. Overseeing the situation, it came running over and rescued me. Thank God! But wow. um, small towns, I mm-hmm. tell you, right? right? <laughs> they toughen you up. <laughs> they do. Um, yeah, I learned resilience at a very young age. And um, girls could be nasty too. Oh my goodness! Like I remember running around the school, and you know, a skipping rope coming out of nowhere, and mm-hmm. next thing you know, you're skating across the pavement. Oh, really? Oh, sheesh! Yeah, no like. Way yeah and just um, I had a
0: pretty rough town too, yeah,
1: mm-hmm. like being beat up by boys, mm-hmm. and I mean, really calling fat and ugly and everything mm-hmm. else in the Holy book man. on a continual basis. and and, you know, I had a teacher um in gr- my grade three four teacher bully me pretty bad. Mm-hmm. and um really? Yeah, years down the road, his he ended up committing suicide, I believe, and or his son did, and he just had this mean streak, mm-hmm. and it really, um, um, it, it made me very uh, scared in class to mm-hmm. respond to teachers after that, to be mm-hmm. myself, to, I had to really work to feel safe in a classroom setting. Um yeah, things have changed mm-hmm. greatly since then. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, small small towns mm-hmm. can be interesting. <laughs> See, and it's interesting
2: because mm-hmm. I mean, fun fun things. We all we yes. all grew up in small towns. Yeah, like thirty five hundred people. That was was that, it? What year? Thirty five. What about you? Eight
1: hundred. Oh, more like well, probably ten thousand. Okay, it's so okay. a little bit bigger yeah, than that. But yeah. we were outside of town, yeah. so <laughs> it, it felt very remote. Yeah. It, it was yeah. you know there were ten people in my grade and mm-hmm. double glasses. So
2: we had um, we had uh you know uh, elementary school and a high school and the high school was grade 7 to 12 mm-hmm. and same thing uh, you know you went to school with the same people for literally uh, 10 years mm-hmm. you know or 9 years like through your mm-hmm. all through your grade school and up and through high school i left when i was in grade 11 but um but i was actually the bully keeper so i beat up the bullies Basically, I didn't beat them up. I needed you back, but then. I intimidated them <laughs> on purpose. Um, I just had this opportunity um, in high school to, and, and I had a reputation that people didn't know what I had the ability to do, and which was great. The reputation preceded me, and mm-hmm. people were nervous and scared just because of that. You were tough, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody I needed. I was tough, nice. Right? <laughs> I, w- I I was nice. I wasn't. You know, I just was. Hey, you know, I actually took care of all the people that w- were getting mm. picked on and i'd just go to the people that were doing it and behind closed doors mm-hmm. take care of that a little bit and and Isn't then... that
0: that's interesting that you say that. Yeah. Only because no like awesome, but you know, one of the big conversations that, you know, when they do um at schools conversations around bullying, it is standing up for the kids. Mhm. Right? Mm-hmm. Like that wasn't necessarily that wouldn't have been something that was even talked about in, you know, when we were growing up. Mm-hmm. But part of the actual conversation now to kids is stand up for other kids, mm-hmm. right? When you see something that's not okay, say mm-hmm. that's not okay and mm-hmm. right, help that person out. Um, mm-hmm. So interesting, you had that instinct.
2: Yeah, I mean, I just couldn't put up with it. I was like, you know, this isn't, people don't deserve it, it's not fair. Mm-hmm. I was friends with everybody. I was friends with the geeks, I was friends with the jocks, I was friends with the nerds, I was friends with the teachers, I was friends with whoever, right? Mm-hmm. And I was friends. And did it ma- didn't make any sense to me why people wouldn't be friends. And I'm like, hey, dude, just because you're you doesn't mean you get to pick on that person, mm-hmm. you know, or chick or whatever, right? And trust me, I didn't, it's not like I had an easy time either. I had, you know, women, or girls, I would say, girls who were older than me always, you know, mad that I was getting the attention that I did from their boyfriends and whatever and I, I didn't I did not even care at the time but of course I had to be on guard in that way and hold my own. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't I hold my own for other people, you mm-hmm. know? So or hold uh, hold you know help them in that sense. Mm-hmm. So I never I never did get bullied. Um I I never did get bullied I think. And the, I, here's the other thing. I had two brothers, twin brothers who were you're you're younger than me, two years younger than me, but um, who also I didn't know, but behind my back, I didn't know for the longest time, but behind my back, they were threatening to beat up anybody who's gonna you know hurt me. <laughs> so kind of trickled I don't down know brother yeah. too. So. <laughs> it's yeah. like it's like oh you, they were nervous to Dax and Tate mm-hmm. so. So I was like, hey, nobody's touching me. I'm invincible. I thought it was for me. I'm like, oh, they had these two
1: bodyguards in the
2: background just, like, yeah. doing their thing. It was like, oh, okay, that's And, fine. you
1: know, that brings me to the conversation of, you know, teaching our boys to mm-hmm. stand up yeah. for our girls. And to yes. stand up and, and um, you know, it's just in Costa Rica and coming back to Canada... Um, you know, I didn't feel that safe down there, but, but it just really resonated with me that, yeah, there's a lot of men in Canada who, if I was being assaulted or hurt, mm-hmm. would step in and yeah. say, mm-hmm. no way. Yeah. And so I feel like a lot of men are getting a rap that a lot of times, um, mm-hmm. and, and sort of blanketed. Yeah. There's a lot of, Abusive, mm-hmm. crazy man. But there's a lot of wonderful, mm-hmm. amazing men who, who true. you know, very and true. and we need to teach our boys and instill mm-hmm. that into them because they and are you know protectors. They had amazing
0: moms. Yeah, yes, yes, yeah, exactly. and and um,
1: fathers.
2: Mm-hmm, I mean, you know, there's mm-hmm. the yeah. fathers all, they're, they're representative very important, man, like they're representative.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I just think fathers need to step up and um be that that example, mm-hmm. right, and not awesome. be afraid to to speak out and
0: well and that's where you know mm -hmm. when we're talking about the solution right Mm -hmm. where it's like hey you know we this is a lot of what people are going to connect to and resonate with even their own experience or the kids but you know in terms of the solution Mm -hmm. it's it's we have to be the adults that you know we want to model to our kids. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it means that when, you know, we're not going and talking about our coworker when we're at home and, you know, you know, slandering, Mm. you know, whoever the government or whatever it is, like we have to be mindful about our conversation and how often we pick up our phone and how often, you know, we're disengaged from a conversation because we're distracted. Right.
2: Even honestly having inappropriate, and I say inappropriate, like adult conversations while kids are in the vehicle. Mm. Or while kids are running around playing, mm-hmm. I'll commonly, commonly sit in a room with people with children, and we're talking about stuff that kids should not hear, mm-hmm. mm. just because they wouldn't be able to comprehend it, and understand it. Right. And I'm like, mm, probably not a good idea to have this conversation right now, you know. Mm, and yeah. and a lot of people are just disregard that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it. The solution to that is really be, to be a lot more aware and discerning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially in vehicles man Mm -hmm.
1: like oh they're so young they don't know no (laughs) they're
0: sponges my daughter
1: was so perceptive so young and it made you know she made me realize that very quickly Mm -hmm. um she would pick on up on things intuitively, even, and I would be, I would that weren't even said, yeah. Mm-hmm. And she would know, and so she made me, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you know, come into line Absolutely. because what I do, <laughs> and how I act, and what I say, you know, they can, that's right. it's a very important. And, and even in the vehicle, the music mm-hmm. you're letting them listen to, mm-hmm. right? There's mm-hmm. so much. Uh, sexual I love a, a girlfriend of ours, mm-hmm.
2: Jessie, who was going to be. Yeah. She uh, she said to me or us one time, she's like, Oh yeah, she says, You know what I always do? It was it's an audio book that she turns on. Oh no, it's a yeah
0: it's a is it an it's audiobook? Narnia.
2: Narnia. I think
0: they listened to it about a hundred times. <laughs> <laughs> right?
2: Every time we get she throws on the audiobooks and in, in her vehicle and when they drive around. And I just think that's so important and so mm. significant to mm you know, share the positive things and the things that are going to teach them Mm -hmm. indirectly that are going to contrast the stuff they're learning otherwise.
0: And there's a difference between sheltering and protecting, you know, like where people feel like, oh, you're really sheltering your child by not letting them experience or know, you know, the world. I'm like, you know what? They got the rest of their lives to know the world. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when they have the maturity to understand it. Mm -hmm. So there's an element where you're you're not raising your children to be naive, but there is also an element where in protecting them you're also preventing them from taking on something that's that's not age appropriate. Too much, yeah. It's too, too much, much for their hand. age. Yeah, and that's yeah. important right now in our oh, world yeah. where oh, you yeah. know people are conflicted and, and frustrated and confused. And yeah. kids are feeling our energy. Yeah. And mm-hmm. we have to be really mindful about what we're projecting and what they are going to take on because kids will always take on our stuff because mm-hmm. we're our their world. Mm-hmm. Especially when they're younger Mm-hmm. We 're their number one, mm-hmm. right, so anything that we 're experiencing kids want to fix it mm-hmm. unconsciously so mm-hmm. they're one like if we 're feeling anxious, what do they want to do? come give you a hug yeah they want they want to take care yeah. of you because yeah. they don't want to see you in distress, yeah. so you know we have to be really mindful like if if your child's anxious,
1: mm-hmm. control your anxiety first. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's Absolutely. always a mirror reflection.
2: Always. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And, and just creating that love. I think mm-hmm. at the end of the day, that is number one is unconditional love. Um, mm-hmm. you know, balanced with truth mm-hmm. and, and the boundaries. And if you, if you get that down, I mean, mm-hmm. Absolutely. you're good to go. Mm-hmm. So connecting, you know, it's really about fostering relationship
0: asking questions continually every single day
1: oh yeah especially in high school I felt like every day mm-hmm. my daughter would come home I would have to mm-hmm. um, reset her mind or, mm-hmm. or you know mm-hmm. invest into her speak into her heart into her life right. mm-hmm. what happened today how did it go because there's it's it's such a transitional Almost, what, what's age. it
2: called when you go through like like a police officer or first responder The and you have to I think not down saying. like de-traumatizing yeah we do they really call that they call that uh, um you know when when they oh when they come back and they've got to actually just sort of decompress what's that i can't remember what they call it anyway hmm. yeah i know what you're saying yeah mm-hmm. anyway but <laughs> same you thing do too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah right yeah, yeah. people will know yeah. It. they'll be like "Crystal, what's oh, this
0: well but and yeah. it's kind of like if, if you can't you know sit and, and and be objective with yourself enough to say hey could i sit here and say I know what's going on in my kid's life. I know what mm. they're struggling with at school. I know how they're doing in their, in their subjects. I know who their friends are. I know, um, you know, what not just like their favorite food and their favorite color. I know what, you know, clothes they like to wear. I know what their favorite music is. If we can't honestly answer those questions yeah. for
1: ourselves,
2: mm.
0: we're not connected enough. Mm-hmm. No. True. we got to be asking more yeah. questions. we got to you know, be more involved. And if
1: your child is pushing you away, you have to ask why. Yeah, Yeah. You know, what is going on in their life? Mm -hmm. What do they have to hide? Are they ashamed? Did they do something wrong that Mm -hmm. they can't feel like they can come to you, that they're going to let you down or that, you know, the problem is too big? Mm -hmm. Or maybe they don't feel safe. Yeah. Why don't you feel safe? Yeah. 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 And so continually, you know, checking in even with yourself. What is you know, going on with them, and how do do I address that, and, Mm -hmm. you know, how do I get them to to open up and to stay open, and, you know, what kind of environment am I creating in Mm. my own home, right, where... Mm.
0: Which starts with ourselves. Yeah. Always starts with ourselves. Mm -hmm. You know, it comes down to a lot more of what we talk about in, you know, all of our podcasts, which Mm -hmm. is really about that personal responsibility and accountability as parents, right, And in this scenario, so, Mm -hmm. you know, I think that. You know, all of these things, keeping the communication open, Mm -hmm. making sure we're asking questions, you know, giving, you know, them room to to sometimes have to go and experience things, but also have wisdom and discernment of like when you need to step in Mm -hmm. age appropriate. You know, when we're our role of parenting changes and we're more of like a guide versus when we actually need to be creating those boundaries and those limits for them so that they can learn those boundaries and limits. And, of course, coming from a place of love, right, right. coming from a place of mm-hmm. every parent, you mm-hmm. know there isn't a love that you can explain until you become a parent in the way of wow this this is this human is like my responsibility yeah. like this this yeah. life mm-hmm. yeah. um you know, and it's 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 infinite, and like you said from the beginning we we wanted we want nothing more than our children to be happy. Um, and it really does start with ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we have to own and be the people, um, you know, that we want our kids to become. <laughs>